Hello, I'm Kristen Perman, and this is Updates You Didn't Ask For. Hi, friends. It has been even longer than usual since I've last recorded. I'm not listening to podcasts right now, so I guess I just figure why would anybody want to listen to mine? But a lot has happened since I last recorded, and I thought, you know, let's just do an update. So, as some of you know, my husband had a seizure. That's Howard. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Um, my husband had a seizure, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. It was a grand mal. He's never had a seizure before. I'm still convinced that there was a small stroke that led to the seizure because of what I witnessed happening. And yes, it happened right in front of me. I fucking had to make a choice of whether I go for my phone or catch him. I ran for my phone because I know that time is money when it's stroke. So he fell and I fucking waited nine minutes with his trying to prop his body up while he foamed at the mouth and grunted like a horse. That's just the best way to fucking describe it with me slapping his face and saying his name. And then the paramedics got there and he was just fucking out of it. Like he was out of it. And when, when I got to the hospital, um, because I had to wait for my daughter to get here to come take care of our dog. When I got to the hospital, he just kept repeating the same questions over and over. What did you have for dinner? Where am I? How did I get here? What was I doing? And then he started making jokes about it. Like, Oh, look what happened. Um, he was in the hospital for two days. They did a CAT scan. They did E, they put electrodes on his head. Everything looked normal. They gave him anti-seizure medication and he was home two days later. He, you guys, he's in denial. He's just in fucking denial. And it's almost like his mom too. The neurologist has not ruled out stroke. Um, if you have a very, very small stroke, it's not going to show up on anything. He just had an MRI the other day and it doesn't show, but what does show are these little tiny, what she calls are freckles and they're like micro bleeds. Now the MRI equipment has become so sophisticated that even five years ago, these wouldn't have even shown up. So he could have always had these or, um, it's something new. And I don't know. It scares the fuck out of me. You guys, it scares the fuck out of me. I am now a carer. I never really expected this to be my position. I mean, you, you know, you always sort of like for better, for worse. Right. But now I have to do everything. And he's so angry. He's so angry because this is a man who's always had very good health, who's always been told he has very good health, who has always um, prided himself on looking younger than his age. Um, and now, now he, he has to face a lot of things that he's never wanted to face. And so he's just pretending like, oh, I've got epilepsy. And, I, and I, it's like, um, no, you actually don't have epilepsy. Your seizure is not epileptic. Um, he just, he just is, I think it's just because he's so scared. He's, he's in denial. <clears throat> he, he keeps saying that he's wobbling, um, on his feet because of the medication. And that's just not true. He's teetering, which means that he's losing his footing. 
and it's why I won't let him walk the dog. And he gets so mad because he's like, my doctor says I have no restrictions. And it's because when he goes to the fucking doctor, you know, you know how that is. It's like, you can make your hand not shake anymore. You can walk, if you walk really slowly in a very small fucking office, you're not going to teeter. You're not going to teeter. So it's a, it's a shitty position to be in, you guys, because it reminds me of when my sister was sick and you know, what I've understood, what I understand is that when there's really serious things for people, a lot of people just go into denial and they just pretend like it's just not happening to them. Um, I don't know if that means being disconnected from your body or what, but, um, I'm in a pickle. I am in a pickle. Um, he needs to figure it out because I can't watch him I can't fucking, I'm not a nurse. I'm not a caregiver. Um, and he's, he's so stubborn and resentful about the whole thing. So I'm going to suggest physical therapy for him because he needs to get his balance and his strength back. And even if we have to pay for it, who cares? The only restriction he has is that he's not allowed to drive for six months. Um, which pisses him off. He loves driving. He loves driving around Brooklyn and he keeps trying to get me to drive. Um, I fucking hate driving around the city. It's one of my biggest, Ugh, I hate it. Like I would sell our car if I could. So, you know, I, I just, I've put my foot down because things have changed. I'm the boss now. I am the boss. It's hard for him. It is hard for him. I try to have compassion, but after a certain point, you know, it's like, just, just get with the goddamn program. God damn it. Um, there's that within all of that. Um, I was working with, um, a mentor to help me write artist statements, to help me push my work to the next level, both with my writing and my photography. And things were going really well. Things were going really well. I felt like we had a good connection. And then life got in the way. You know, my husband had his seizure. Uh, she had some COVID going around her home. And prior to <clears throat> prior to what happened, prior to what t- transpired, I was told that the time slot on Wednesday would always be mine. So... When I called two weeks ago and she didn't answer and then said, oh, you weren't on my schedule, but I'm here for you. I was like, um, no, you aren't actually here for me. And she was apparently, she was supposed to be writing my artist statements. I'd sent her the work at the beginning of the year and, you know, I'd sent her all the information that she required. So I said, you know, let's just, let's just settle up. Send me what you got and we'll resume this once our lives get back to normal. And she said, fine, I'll do that later today. That evening, once I had gone to bed, I got a text from her saying, my life is too busy. I I got busy. I got slammed today. Whatever. I couldn't do it. I text back the next morning saying, hey, I understand why, you know, I I guess I'm sorry. I was under the impression that you had already started this work. And since you haven't, let's just leave it. Let's just leave it. And we'll resume once our lives get back together. And no response. No response. So I said to my kid, I think she's going to ignore my text, say she didn't see the text, and she's going to send me those artist statements. 
And my kid is like, you know, mom, you're very negative and that's not going to happen. You don't know that's going to happen. Well, guess what? It happened. So a week later, I get an email from her saying, you know, I don't feel comfortable about sending you these. They're not sending you this. It's not complete, but you asked for it and I want to honor you. Now, she, she, her, her prices are competitive. So it wasn't like I was getting a deal or anything like that. Oh, and I had sent her two, two works, but she said, I only was able to complete the work for one. Um, I need more information, which was kind of interesting to me, but whatever. So I read the artist statement that she sent and I understand why she couldn't write the other one. Friends, she reduced me to a stereotype, an autistic stereotype. She basically wrote an artist statement stating that I'm like this autistic woman who, who and, and I quote, who stumbles and stammers over her words regularly. No, awkwardly, awkwardly. Okay, I may be a lot of things, but I am also 100% articulate. There is never... I don't stutter and I don't stammer. And that's a fucking, that is an old fashioned weird trope about autism, right? That's like, like who the fuck says stuff like that? And she'd been on the phone with me for so, you guys, it just, it it killed me. So, oh, so that was that. And I told her that this body of work was about grief. Um, And she reduced my whole experience of my sister being sick and me taking care of her to a fucking bad lifetime movie script. I'm not even kidding. Like to the point of like, I would get home from the hospital and I would sit at my desk looking at her cold cups of tea, looking over at her hairbrush with her bristles still in it. And I thought, you fucking hack. What the, like what? And I, and I read what I had written and I'm like, you, you told me that this wasn't good. And what you wrote, you are actually, you've got to be kidding me. So passive aggressive Kristen, I don't answer the email. I just send her payment and then I hold, I use the mirror emoji. She doesn't say anything, nothing, nothing, nothing. The next day I couldn't sleep that night. I text my friend who is wise a wise woman and asked, please, I was like, please help me. I don't know. I, I can't, I can't let this go. So we talked about it and I constructed a really good email telling this woman, look, I don't want to have a conversation about this. These are my feelings. These are my feelings. And you reduced me to a trope. You uh, put words in my mouth. You like, it, it's just, it was just, I was very clear and I explained everything. So half hour later, I get the money back for the artist statement. And then an email saying, just like you were allowed to say your words, I'm allowed to say mine too. Fine. And she goes into this whole thing about how she never reduced me, that she took copious notes and that I was the one that said that I have a hard time speaking in public and that, you know, that, that, I find myself socially awkward and all of these things. And, um, and then she said, I don't feel comfortable taking any of your money and fucking sends all the money back, every penny back. 
So I email her back and I say, look, that's your decision. And you might've taken notes, but what I was telling you was my experiences as an autistic woman. What you wrote is stereotypes and you transformed and and took my words and twisted them into something that is not true about me. You reduced my work and all I'm trying to tell you is that I'm trying to I'm telling you this so that you can go and look up what late diagnosis autism and especially in women is and that that the next time someone another autistic person crosses your doorstep and I said and they will because there's very many of us in the creative community you will know you will you will be better equipped the next time and she's like sends back she's like this is the last thing I'm going to say about this. I'm like, oh, great. So now you're shutting me down. Um, I'm very comfortable admitting when I've hurt somebody and I know that I've hurt you and I am truly sorry about that. And your work needs to be seen in the world. And the bottom line is I should have never written your artist statement, period. And I thought, oh, you evil, evil woman. So on your website, you talk about how you mentor and you write for people. But basically what you're telling me is you should have never been working with me, period. That's why you gave me the money back. So you've just, so basically I have been completely reduced and erased. She should have never worked with me, give back all the money. That means that she never had that experience. It was so painful and so hurtful. And I feel embarrassed and I feel like I don't even know. I don't even know about making work right now or any of it. It it just, the whole experience, and I'm just so angry about it still because she got the last word. You know, that was always going to be the way it was going to happen. She was always going to get that last word in. But shutting me down and saying, this is the last thing I'm going to say about this. Oh my God. And this person comes across as... I love you. I love people. That's her persona online. Um, I'm sure those things are true if you're neurotypical. I, I just, um, I, I guess I, what I hope is that she would come back and say something about it, but I don't think that that's going to happen. And I'm just trying to pick up the pieces over here and feel good about myself as an artist. Um, so everything, everything fucking changed in my life, right? Everything. And I'm trying to find some sort of like, I don't know, I'm sad. I mean, I guess you guys can hear it in my voice, right? And this is what happens to people. People work their fucking asses off all their life and then there's a medical situation and then that all changes. And I, you know, I want my husband's life to be rich and fulfilling, but I also don't want it to be like he's on a goddamn roller coaster ride waiting for everybody else to take control. You know what I mean? Like I am not, I am, I'm not going to do this again because I had to go through this with my sister and my dad and my whole entire family. And it's, I'm not doing it again. I'm not going to be the one, the scapegoat, the person that has to freaking lead someone to understanding what's happening with themselves. If you, 
if you're in your own body and you choose to be oblivious, I think that that's a choice, right? I can't. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Goodbye.